I'm Victor Ives, and this is episode three of Sounds of Our Lives. This podcast is a series of audio stories about the human experience during the pandemic. This episode will feature two stories. The first is from Scott Shigioka in San Francisco. I had the pleasure of helping him with that story. It's a beautiful reminder of something we shouldn't forget, even in these dark times. And the second story is about a musician who is learning to navigate a world with no live music. I hope you enjoy them. Part one, Viral Joy Hotline. Hey everyone, I'm Scott Shigeoka and I'm here in San Francisco. And I've been thinking a lot about what's on the news. It's a lot about endings and we're capturing this COVID-19 crisis through death charts and press briefings. But this grief that we're all feeling, I feel like it's not the full picture. I thought also about the joy and the slowing down and the moments of gratitude that I've also been feeling. And I wanted to know if others felt the same way. So I set up a hotline and asked people to leave a voicemail of moments of joy that they've been experiencing right now. And then the calls started to pour in. Hey, this is Shanene. So this is Nadia. Hi, I'm Diane. They came in from all across the country. From Air, Hawaii. This is Trey in West Oakland, California. I'm calling in from downtown New York City, Manhattan. I am based in Asheville, North Carolina. I live in Perdido Beach, Alabama, which is on the Gulf Coast. And when I started listening in to these voicemails, I was reminded that we can't miss these moments of joy in our lives, too. And what brings me joy? For me, what's bringing me joy? And I find joy. I feel so much joy in every moment that I'm with you. And uh, when we are sitting in the park and drawing, you bring me so much joy. Big thing that's bringing me joy at this very moment is that the gardenias are in bloom, which if you don't live in the deep south, the gardenias are these gorgeous white flowers. They come in a bunch of different varieties, but they all smell like absolute heaven. So when they bloom, your whole kind of every time you walk outside, you just get this whiff of um, literally what I imagine heaven to smell like. <laughs> Digging into really deep conversations with people as we reimagine the ways in which we think about the world, society, and humanity as we know it. By taking a very early morning walk when the city streets are emptiest, I put on my mask and I walk at least for an hour not sharing the streets with anybody. I don't run into anyone on my walk. Falling in love with a city that I didn't think that I did love, and so much of that is because of the forcing function of having to slow down. FaceTimes with family and friends, finding a lot of laughter in those FaceTimes, just kind of uh, hearing our anxiety and worries about our current crisis with humor and uh, a little bit of levity. I luckily have a daily reminder through the amazing partnership I have with my partner, Bria, who makes me happy and who makes me laugh every day. My kids, who are very good at electronic means of communication, is teaching me, a senior citizen, how to use it so that I am able to be in touch with other people during this time of crisis um, electronically. I don't feel like I'm really all alone. 
I've seen such brilliant creativity and unique and funny and hilarious hijinks uh, on Zoom calls and Facebook live feeds and all kinds of things. I feel more connected to my friends than I ever have before. I've started finding a lot of joy in using a hobby I picked up, which is sewing, to make masks for family and then putting it in a little package and mailing it to them. It's a little moment of joy that I can send to them in the mail when they open it up and see my handwriting and something I made for them. My children at home, as we're spending more time together, we get to watch them grow literally before our eyes and be more present with them. I have had a expedited move-in with my partner, Josh, and it has been a real treat to learn how to live together. We're calling it extreme coupling because that's kind of what it is, really learning everything about each other in a 24-7 environment. There's a lot of things still to be grateful for in this world, even despite the COVID. In some ways, COVID's an opportunity for us to remember that there's joy. We need the suffering in order to have the joy. Even in the dark, um, kind of hard winter months, like we are metaphorically going through right now, that things still bloom and live and life goes on and there's beauty. I actually was uh, was reading through some, some of my writing recently and I found this piece to share with you all. Like the desert winds of tragedy or the stormy waves of grief, every human experiences these challenging states. Still, there's no reason to build a house on such quicksand or to anchor your boat in the midst of a gale wind. A change always comes. And life isn't all fear, sickness, complaints, or badness. There's actually an ancient joy that lives within you and me and everyone around. And we all can live there with greater security if we can only practice, believe, practice, believe in our joy. I hope that your takeaway from listening to all of this is that even in this time of uncertainty and even in isolation, there's all of this joy that's happening all around the country. And my hope is that we don't miss those moments. Because even in a time like now with COVID-19, those special moments of joy are what make our lives special too. We are not alone. We are full of joy. We are not alone. We are full of joy. Part two, the mighty quarantine sessions. Okay, it's been uh, it's been over two weeks since I live streamed. I thought the world needed a break from me. Travis Yost is a full-time musician living in Missoula, Montana. On Facebook Live, a virtual tip jar takes up a corner of his feed. Maybe every single Beatles song that I know. Basically overnight. Everything changed for musicians. Here's Travis via Zoom. Uh, my greatest fears of the last like 15 years kind of 
manifested. In a seven-day period, 15 gigs dropped off. Uh, that made me, that freaked me out like crazy. And then when the next week it turned out, oh, it's going to be two months. You're going to lose, you're going to lose like 25 gigs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I still don't know how to process that. Catch you all, see the love there that's sleeping. While my guitar gently weeps. In the last 10 years, I average about 150 gigs a year. And then all of a sudden, I'm at home with no gigs. I make money driving 30,000 miles a year to play at every single brewery that has music within a uh, 400 mile radius is pretty much what I do. <laughs> I don't know how someone controlled you. They bought and sold you. Oh, I love playing live. I'm so glad to be here. I'm gonna shake all the dust off. Musicians around the world have had to adapt to this new reality. No live shows, no paid gigs. Live streaming on Facebook and live streaming personal shows has been one of the ways to adapt. Travis admits it's not quite the same, but it would do for now. However, those shows can't cover every expense, so Travis brainstormed, and the mighty quarantine sessions were born. If you give me 20 bucks, I'll try to cover whatever song you want and make a little video of it and post it on YouTube. If you give me uh, 35 bucks, I'll write a 15 to 45 second personal song about whatever you want to whoever you want or about you or whatever. And uh, those, the, the mighty quarantine covers and, and uh, personal songs, luckily I enjoy it for now. If that became my job, um, I don't know how I would function because it's not a, I need the, uh, I do need the live music experience to make me uh, whole. But uh, for now, it is a hoot. It is hilariously fun. He says people have loved the idea and some not so much. Apparently 20 bucks for three to four hours of someone's time is considered a rip by some. One of his first covers is a song that has been in his life since he was 14 years old. that song that that in particular like that's like a whole that's like a a four-day journey that's 25 years old because that song i had posted a picture everybody's doing the throwback pictures i posted a picture of me playing guitar when i was like 16 or 17 at a talent show and that started a discussion of um what i was playing and i mentioned that i knew in that picture i was playing no doubt spiderwebs and a friend of mine immediately said, oh, there's the cover. I want it now. And uh, it was extremely surreal to play that song because that, that was a big deal for me when I was 17. And so to be then 
20 some young however many years later covering that song uh for a video so that i could make a couple bucks to buy dinner uh is the most amazing feeling in the world the one i enjoyed the most because it was a genuine challenge an awesome dude out of helena requested uh paper rings by taylor swift and wanted it so that he could have a dance party with his daughters which just getting that email to start was automatically tear jerking for me like oh okay the pressure's on It's not only my standards that are at play here it's like this is now part of someone's like memory this is now part of like hey remember quarantine and then we paid travis to cover this song and then we danced to it together yikes that is more pressure than i'm used to also that song is hard <laughs> i i advise people to go listen to the original and then watch my video and watch me to the best of my abilities, struggle to spit out every word of that song. A big dude singing Taylor Swift is always funny to me. Travis is also making personal songs for people. Birthday songs, songs for friends, songs for teachers. He admits it's not the easiest thing to do. I don't know the people that are getting it most of the time. So I have no idea how they will react. It is extremely stressful for me because I might say some, I might have a word or a line in there that uh, doesn't um, ring to them and doesn't ring true to them. 30 kids on a laptop screen. Oh, you miss those classroom walls. You hope they're getting all the learning they need and also handle all the parent calls. Just be cool and watch your speech. Sandra is doing what we need, so let her teach. You are essential. They have potential. It's fundamental. You're not incidental or ornamental. Though he can't play at venues in front of people, and though things are surely going to change, Travis hasn't lost hope. I'm excited to go play a gig. I'm excited to interact with people. But mainly, weirdly, what I'm more excited about, I'm excited to see how we all have to adapt to this. I'm trying to look at the positive of it instead of the, oh, things will never be the same, when things are already different than they, than they were before. If you told somebody in 2000 that at like 50 of the 90 breweries in Montana were going to have live music and it was a place where you could see live music, people wouldn't, wouldn't have believed you. They would have never even understood what you were saying. So I'm excited to see what happens and where we, like, how we can get back into this and what's going to change. I've got a feeling, a feeling I can't hide. Travis's live stream of Beatles covers lasted an hour. He only took a break when he changed guitars. It was awesome to watch someone pour their heart into a Facebook live feed, and I think we all hope to see Travis and musicians like him 
playing live in front of us a lot sooner than later. I'd like to say thank you to Mongaya Music for her addition to the Viral Joy Hotline piece, and thank you to Travis Yost. You can find him at travisyost.com. Also, thank you to Scott Shigioka for his support and addition of his story. Thank you to everyone who has sent me audio for the episodes of Together in Sound. And lastly, thank you to my seven-year-old sister, Anna Iveas, for her intros to each piece. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sounds of Our Lives. Please share these stories if you like them. That's the only way they're going to be heard.